This is a podcast from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. in the Delancey Elam Church building at Le Banks St. Samson in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. Amen. Let's get into the Word of God. I've got a message burning in my heart and in my spirit today. Uh, it's been a long t- time since I preached on this series. Um, if you remember, I think it was around January, February time, I, I did a series called Teach Us How to Pray. And due to illness and the Holy Spirit leading us into, a, another, into other material, I was unable to finish the series. And today I'm going to preach that final sermon from the series, Teach Us How to Pray. So just to recap, we looked at our Father in Heaven. We looked at honour your name, your kingdom come, give us what you need and forgive us. And the final message is entitled, Deliver Us. And we'll be examining the last petition of the Lord's Prayer but deliver us from the evil one. So if if you've got your Bible, let's remind ourselves of the Lord's Prayer. I'm sure we don't have to, but it's great to read the Word of God. And it's found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. And also it is found in Luke chapter 11. And it says in in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, Then this this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And Luke chapter 11, verse 2 we see it's repeated um, in, the, in the Gospel of Luke. And I want to turn to that because verse 1, it says this in, in Luke 11. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he'd finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. And that's why I entitled this sermon series, Teach Us How to Pray. Because Jesus says in Matthew 6, verse 9, this then is how you should pray. Not what, but how you should pray. Prior to this this last petition, but deliver us from the evil one, is the prayer request, lead us not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation. And so this immediately links temptation with the evil one, with the devil. It is the devil who tempts us to sin. Wherever the devil is, there is trouble. We need to pray to God to help us identify when we are being tempted and to give us the strength to overcome it 
and choose God's way. Some may argue that, but deliver us from the evil one is redundant. Because if we are not led into temptation, we no longer need to worry about being delivered from the evil one. That's what some people have said. We've prayed the prayer, lead us not into temptation, so then this final petition is almost redundant. But deliver us from the evil one. Because if we're not led into temptation, then we do not need deliverance from the evil one. Well, that can't be so. It's here, it's written, this is the inspired word of God. This is what Jesus is saying here. Not only is this the inspired word of God by the Holy Spirit, as we're told in Timothy, but this is the red letter words, this is Jesus' words here. Jesus said it, and so therefore we must take note of it, and we need to understand it. By the very inclusion of the words, evil one, in the lesson on how to pray, Jesus acknowledges that he, that the the evil one, he, is already here. The devil and the origin of evil is a popular subject in the world today. And I'm sure, like me, you've heard many people say things like, if God exists... Why doesn't he stop all the suffering and the evil and the injustice in the world? Or, I would believe in God if there was no evil. I'm sure you've heard that said before. The truth of the matter is, there is evil in the world. Jesus acknowledges it. Jesus warns about it. Jesus asks us when we pray to, de- to be delivered from it. So the truth of the matter, of the answer to that question, if we knew the answer to that question, why there was suffering, why there was evil in the world, then we would no longer need faith. For the time being, evil is here, is very much part of our world, and we need to pray for deliverance from him. Jesus is clear about this. And we cannot ignore that last petition, deliver us from the evil one. And I'm using the NIV translation. Some of your translation will not have evil one. It will say, but deliver us from evil. The word there suggests, it's a masculine word, suggests it is talking about the evil one. Whether it's deliver us from evil or deliver us from the evil one is not that important. But for today, um, I'm certainly using that translation, the evil one. Romans 4 verse 5 is clear when it says that it is only by faith that I can be justified. And Hebrews 11 verse 6 saying, it is only by faith that I can please God. And so, I I bring those verses in because that question, if God exists, why doesn't he stop all the suffering? Why doesn't he stop the evil? There is evil in this world. And without Without it in there, we wouldn't, have the fa- we wouldn't need the faith that we have today. And this is how it is at the moment. There is evil in this world. Jesus came to deal with sin, to deal with evil, and he conquered death. And that is the first part of God's plan. The second part is yet to come when Jesus returns in the second coming. And then evil will be dealt with once and for all. God sent Jesus into the world because evil exists. 
1 John 3 verse 8 says that the reason that Jesus appeared was to destroy the evil one's work. Jesus is coming as a baby and living to die was part one of God's plan. And as I said, the second part is yet to take place when Jesus will return again and evil will be dealt with forever. The words of Jesus here, but deliver us from the evil one, acknowledges that evil is present. In fact, we face it every day. We are in a spiritual war. Isn't it Paul who instructs us to put on the full armour of God? To take a stand against the devil's schemes? To be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power? Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Paul teaches us that in this spiritual war, we, the church, need to put on our armour and defend ourselves against the attack of the enemy. Some of you will remember I did a series... Uh, a couple of years ago now, about the armour of God. And in that series, I noted, and you will, you will know, that the majority of our armour, as listed in Ephesians 6, is defensive. That we need to take our stand. This means that we don't go looking for a fight with the enemy, with the evil one. Paul is clear in his instruction that we will be attacked by the enemy, but we need to stand firm in the full armour of God, and we will win the battle. I believe that as followers of Jesus, we need, we must have a good understanding of evil. Because the moment we became a Christian, we took on a new enemy, the evil one. And so, that is why we need to pray regularly what the instructions of Jesus there. Deliver us from the evil one. John chapter 16 verse 33 says, and these are the words of Jesus, In this world you will have trouble. We may want to remove that from our Bible. We may want to wish he never said that. But he said it. Although he did say, in this world you will have trouble. But he says, I have come and I am greater than this world. We may want to remove those words from Scripture. But they are there and Jesus said it. Wouldn't it have been great if Paul had said, all Christians are exempt from suffering, ill health, and financial problems. The truth of the matter is that evil is in the world and has not met its final yet, its final end yet. Why is there suffering in the world? Because of the evil one. Why is there temptation? Because of the evil one. This is why the Lord's lesson on prayer did not end with lead us not into temptation, but, with, but deliver us from the evil one. My message today is a, is a challenging one. And I've, not, I've mentioned to some people this morning already that I felt under attack from the, from the enemy because I'm bringing this message today. 
This is a, a powerful message, one that is challenging to us as followers of Jesus, and one lesson that we need to take hold of. There is evil in this world, but we have Christ in us, don't we? And he is greater than the evil one. It is the devil who tempts us, and so we need to pray to God to lead us not into temptation, because that is where the evil one is. We are to avoid him at all costs. We don't want to get near anything the evil one is behind. The inclusion of this petition in the Lord's Prayer teaches us a lot about what to pray and how to pray, and it also teaches us a lot about the evil one. It shows us four things, I think. Firstly, it shows us that the evil one exists. For Jesus to say, deliver us from the evil one, it shows us that the evil one exists. We cannot deny that. That he is evil. That he is active. And that he is still under God's control. And that's the important point. He is still under God's control because we can pray, deliver us from the evil one. The very reason that Jesus teaches us that when we pray, we can pray, deliver us from the evil one, demonstrates that God is greater than him. Never forget that. In all that I say today, this must be remembered that God is greater and that we can be delivered from the evil one. I said earlier that we need to have a good understanding of the evil one. So let's have a look at how we face evil every day. I just want to look at three areas that I believe that we face evil every day and why we need to pray and why Jesus taught us how to pray and to say, deliver us from the evil one. Firstly, I believe the way we face evil evil every day, we face fear. The word terrorize means to create and maintain a state of extreme fear and distress in someone. It means fill with terror. And this is what the enemy loves to do. He loves to create and maintain a state of fear. His major aim is to get you living in the control of fear and anxiety. Are you afraid? Do you live in fear? Being afraid and living in fear is exactly what the enemy wants of you. It's how he functions. But the word of scripture, the truth of God, the truth of the anointed word of God in 2 Timothy 2 verse 17 says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. We need to believe this and we need to pray, deliver us from the evil one. The more we grasp hold of the truth that we do not have a spirit of fear and we do and we do not need to live our lives in the grasp of fear, the stronger we will be. John 8 verse 44 says, He was a murderer. And this is talking about the enemy, talking about the evil one. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. It was William Perkins, a great theologian, who said, Don't believe the devil, even when he tells you the truth. Because he's a liar. 
And he wants you to be gripped by fear. He wants you to be gripped by anxiety. Revelation 12 verse 10 says that the evil one is the accuser. And this is how he terrorizes us, by accusing us of things that are not true and creating an atmosphere of fear. Do not let the evil one bind you up in fear. Jesus teaches us here to pray, deliver us from the evil one. You do not have a spirit of fear. Don't believe the devil. He is a liar. The second way I believe that we face evil every day is is we face temptation. The evil one is cunning and crafty and knows how to tempt us. He knows our weak spots and he will do it through a number of ways. Artie Kendall, a great teacher, one I greatly respect, a great writer, I'm sure some of you have read his books, great scholar. We saw him this year at our conference and he spoke some powerful messages. He says this about the evil one and temptation. So these next few paragraphs are not my words, they are words from a book of R.T. Kendall's. And he says this, there are basically three three ways he seeks to defeat us. One, through pride. Pride is at the bottom of all hate and unforgiveness. Do not forget 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11. A good reason to forgive is to keep from being outsmarted by the devil. Furthermore, it may be anger that makes us lose our temper, but it's our pride that keeps us angry. We hate to admit it when we are wrong. It is what makes us jealous. We cannot bear another's success. He appeals to your ambition and self-esteem in order to make you stumble. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. He's quoting from Proverbs 16, 18. Our fall through pride is the devil's work. That's one way that the enemy tempts us, through pride. Secondly, he, he seeks to do it through sexual temptation. Satan loves to achieve success by getting a Christian, especially a leader, to fall. It brings disgrace upon the name of Christ and gives the world a chance to mock the church. Pride is also at the bottom of sexual temptation. We are flattered by compliments. We need our esteem to be empowered. Satan knows this. My, these are the words of Artie Kendall. My loving and earnest counsel to you, have such an esteem for God's glory and a care for another's life that you would not want to bring shame upon God's name or pain to another person. Sexual sin will lead to the greatest possible regret. Don't let it happen to you. Don't give the temple, the devil, an opportunity. Make no provision that he can work through your sexual desires. Romans 13 verse 14 says, Clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. And the third way that Artie Kendall says that we face Temptation and the way the enemy does it, he seeks, he says, he seeks to defeat us through unbelief. Satan began to tempt Jesus by saying, If you are the Son of God, trying to impart doubt, maybe. Trying to impart doubt, maybe he isn't the Son of God. He did this with Eve in the Garden of Eden by saying, Did God really say? 
You must not eat from any tree in the garden. The first thing the devil did was to implant doubt in Eve's mind that God did not say what he said. And also to twist God's word. For God never said for her not to eat of any tree, but only the tree of knowledge of good of evil. The devil wants to make you doubt your salvation, the Bible, God's love for you, his plans for you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So that's R.T. Kendall's words on how we face temptation. We face fear. We face temptation. We face tests. The third way we face evil every day is through testing. The evil one tests our knowledge of the truth. He he tests our knowledge of the Bible. He He tests our knowledge of the truth. This is why the Apostle Paul urges us to keep on meeting together. To encourage and to build one another up. This is why the equip of our vision is vital. As followers of Jesus, as Christians, we need to learn the truth and consume it. Jesus tells us to eat of the word, doesn't he? The devil will try and divert us away from the truth. According to 2 Corinthians 11:14, it says, Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. The evil one doesn't like good teaching, doesn't like the gospel, and he doesn't like the truth because he knows that the truth sets us free. And so he will try and test our knowledge and will do anything to try and get us to doubt what we believe. This is why so many new Christians fall away. When we are not knowledgeable in the word, we are easy targets for the devil. Hosea 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. The more we learn, the more we read the scripture, the more we are equipped, the more we will be able to recognize the testing of the enemy. Keep in the word. Read it daily. Don't don't just read your daily readings. It's a challenge from me today to you as a church. Don't just read your daily readings. Get into a book, the Bible, and study it. You know, Jesus says that we are to eat of the Word. If all we do is read our daily readings and, and, the, and, the, and there's nothing wrong with the daily readings. I'm not getting, don't get me wrong on that. It's great to have daily readings and to read what other, the, 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 the devotion that they say. But sometimes I see that as like a snack. We wouldn't eat a snack in the morning and not eat for the rest of the day. God wants us to get into the Word. This is the truth. This is our defense against the enemy as he tries to test us. Make sure you keep on meeting together every Sunday. This is why I said Paul says in Hebrews to never, don't stop meeting together. I want to challenge you to keep on meeting together every Sunday to sit under the preached word of God. Every week the anointed word of God is preached here 
Whoever stands here and spends time seeking the face of the Lord for his word, for us, the church, that is why it's so important that we get under the word of God. That is why it's important that we meet together. Just by looking at these three ways that we face the enemy, the evil one every day, through fear, through temptation and through testing, we see the importance of Jesus' teaching on, on, on how to pray. To pray, deliver us from the evil one. Something I want to make clear this morning is that when I say deliver us, that it is a different kind of deliverance to the casting out of demons. There is certainly a place for this, and there is certainly a time to receive prayer for that kind of deliverance. Just look at the scriptures, just look at the time that Jesus was on earth, and the, and the things that he did, and the demons that were cast out. We can see before our very eyes, there is a place and there is a time for that. But the deliverance in the Lord's Prayer is a, a regular, even a, a daily prayer to deliver us from evil. From deliver us from the evil one as he constantly tries to come and chip away at our faith. As he constantly tries to come in and, and, and divert us away from the word, divert us away from the truth. As he tries to tempt us. This is the prayer that Jesus is saying here to deliver us from the evil one as he constantly tries to come against us and draw us away from the Lord. It is a petition to our Father. Remember, it starts off, our Father in heaven. It is a petition to our Father to protect us from the enemy's attempts to tempt us away from all that we know and trust God in. As I said earlier, we are in a spiritual battle. And we do need to put on the full armour of God. So let's remind ourselves of Paul's word. Paul's words in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 20. Ephesians 6, verse 10 says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit, on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will, be fed, I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. 
for which I am ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Put on the full armour of God. And I felt at the, as I've come to the end of this series on the Lord's Prayer, as I've come to the end of this talk, this sermon on deliver us, that this passage is, is apostate, it is, it is relevant to our message today. Put on the full armour of God. It doesn't say put on pieces and things that you choose. It says put on the full armour of God so that when the day evil comes you may be able to stand your ground. If you were a soldier you wouldn't go out without your helmet on. That would be foolishness. If you were a soldier, you, you wouldn't go out without your belt buckled around your waist because it holds everything together. If you were a soldier, you wouldn't go out with the breastplate of righteousness in place. It's like a policeman going to an armed incident without his bulletproof vest. That would be foolishness. We need to put on the full armour of God to take the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. And so this brings us to the conclusion of this series on Teach Us How to Pray. I want to thank everyone for their positive and encouraging words. I know it was a while ago now about this series and how it has opened up the Lord's Prayer in a new way for you. It's certainly been a joy studying it. And as I said at the outset of the series... The Lord's Prayer is not just something we memorise or recite by rote. It is alive and it is living within us. The disciples didn't ask Jesus what to ask, teach us what to pray, but he, they asked us, teach us how to pray. And Jesus said, this is how you pray. And this is an important point. The Lord's Prayer is not just a piece of religious liturgy. It is a lesson to us as followers of Jesus, as disciples, on how to pray. Prayer is vital, and as we just read in Ephesians, we are to pray at all times, on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. Keep on praying. Keep on crying out to the living God to see souls reached, equipped and sent. We have a responsibility. We have a call as followers of Jesus, as the church. Let's be challenged this morning to be a people of prayer. We have no excuse. Jesus made sure we knew how to pray. Let's put it into practice. Amen. information or to contact us please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk